I really spent a half a million on the house for granted. I'm really out here dancing. I'm really not romantic. I really got that petty. Hey, hey, I really know it's Eddie. Yo, 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 man. Welcome back. First smoke of the day. It's episode 42, and we have here, it's Pat Got your host. I'm with Blackleaf. We got a big special guest in the building, man. Aaron of DNA Genetics. Ooh, you already know. Super OG. If you don't know, uh-uh. you should know. If you smoke weed, you can probably thank this man at some point. A legacy. A legacy of strains. A legacy of genetics. Uh, a long legacy. Representing California to the umph degree. These guys have cannabis cups under their belt. They have some of the best hash people have ever smoked. Some of the best flower people have ever smoked. They they basically carried the game for a damn near 15 years where strains were just dominant. Dominant. Sour. You know, I mean, you know, coming out here, it was half the strains for the first seven, eight years we were out here, that was everything winning, every cup, every hash, everything actually yielding solventless legacy. Look up DNA genetics. But yeah, and I mean, man, yeah. happy to have this guy right here. Thanks for much respect. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, inviting me. Uh, you know, a few different people reached out to me about this and I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. You know, let's go. Um, what can I say? Don and I just love cannabis you know first and foremost we grew it for ourselves we bred it for ourselves and if we liked it then it went out to the world and it's it's pretty cool we're almost uh 19 20 years in the industry and it's pretty cool to see our seeds being grown everywhere if all four corners of the map Oh, man. straight up. Yeah, you know? really. That's crazy. Two decades. Two, almost two decades. Yeah. And spread. Like, I mean, you can like when he says you can go to all parts of the world and find tangy and sour banana sherbet, chocolate. I mean, you, you just it goes on lemon skunk. I mean, keep going. Right. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but just like how we start most podcasts, you know. Yeah. Date back, man. Like. LA native, you know, what was it like growing? You know, we were just talking, you were saying you grew up in these areas and born, stuff. Born and raised right down there. You can see those buildings, <laughs> those houses. That's where I'm from, you know, born and raised, Hollywood, California. You know, we're about two miles away from the Hollywood sign right now, up in the hills. Um, yeah, born and raised out here. Uh, cannabis, uh, weed, marijuana, pot, ganja, medicine. <laughs> Had to call it so many different names over the years. Yep. Chronic, um, dank. Um, has been a part of my life since, you know, I'm 12 years old, 11 years old. Uh, and yeah, growing up here, like, you know. I, the Mecca. What was your first time smoking weed? First time smoking weed? Yep. Like, I think when I burned it in the sink. You know, I mean, I used to steal weed from my brother and snitch him out when I, before I smoked weed, he used to smoke weed, he used to sell weed and I would like steal his weed and give it to my parents and get them in trouble. You <laughs> know, and that was, that's horrible when I was a little kid, but now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an adult and I, and I, I look back at those days. First time I smoked weed is, you know, I burned it, you know, like I poured some in the thing, lit it on fire. Second time, like 
we stole some leaves off of one of the neighbor's plants and rolled it up and got high from leaves because you didn't know you're supposed to smoke buds. <laughs> and then like, and, and this was an early age, you know, yeah. like a real early age. You're like, mm, neem oil. And then like, <laughs> yeah. you know, then we'd be like, oh, some other neighbors have got some plants and there's some flowers on them. Oh, those, that's what we got to, you know, and we'd snake their plants. Like, I haven't been an innocent kid, you know, growing up in that's LA. Everyone was curious. It's yeah, curiosity. Cur- curiosity, but like smoking weed, like, uh, probably right around like 13 years old. Wow. What was it? You guys like uh, roll a joint or what, what type? How'd you smoke it? No, we, I think we, we, we've tried smoking joints and like, you know, we stepped our game up. Cheech and Chong was out. Okay. You <laughs> know, so you saw their beaker bongs that they would have yeah. with the tube and shit. The roars well, or could, the, yeah. Not even roar, but was back oh, wow. then. It was pre-roar, pre- Yeah. This is the 80s. Old. The 80s. Yeah. They were wow. like, you know, like it was graphics bongs. Got it. So they were the first, first to hit the scene. Yeah. But we, That's our crazy. bong, we got here up in Hollywood off of Hollywood Boulevard in like Hollywood and Coenga actually smoke spots are famous the up smoke, there. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a beaker bong. It was like a science project bong. It was a glass beaker with a glass bowl and a rubber, uh, a rubber cork and then a rubber tube. And we like me and my old French homie who we went to school with, we, we had we got weed. We stole some weed from our buddy's mom's roommate and we fucking smoked bowls of it. And we got so high. We put guppies in the fucking bong. Oh shit. You know, we tried to wow. get them high too. It was <laughs> I mean little like fish. Little That's fish. We, we had in the bong be like, yo, you're gonna smoke with us. Yeah, we got so high and then we hid from my parents because we were so fucking stoned and <laughs> we didn't want to get busted, you know. And yeah, those were the memories, you know, of like first smoking weed and then, you know, junior high school, you know, I was smoking good weed. What yeah, was that? What was that first batch like? That you guys, you guys, some, did, humble, did some stress, some Humboldt weed. You know, the first it's batch still pretty good though. Yeah, back like growing, in the eighties. I mean, like shit. in the eighties, we would, there would be some Humboldt weed, and then there would be some stress weed. You know that we got from like Pico and Hoover, Fedora. You mm. know, uh, like I know all those spots, bro. I don't know if they're still kicking right now. Nah, but like not. we ripped off those dudes that were selling weed on the street too. We gave them like. You know, like a five with a bunch of singles, and they said it was like twenty bucks, and it wasn't twenty bucks, and then bumped out, <laughs> and they had like bottles thrown at us and shit. The dudes were picking up pieces of grass, and like underneath the grass were like the bags of weed that they were stashing oh, because it was shit. like straight street hustlers. You know, wow, that was smart. They take the sod and then just kind of put everything. Yeah, underneath. I mean, these dudes were fucking. You know, MacGyver at his finest. Wow. You know. Hollywood, man, that's such a distant yeah, memory that, now. That was like mid city, okay. You know, that was like Wilshire, yeah, off of Wilshire Pico. I mean, they, you know, it was, it was an interesting area at the time. And know? then you yeah. saw the shops start to pop up. Shops started popping up in like way later, two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. I think and we're in the eighties right now. What eighty? So what way earlier? Yeah, we're like you know, thirteen like years 80, old, eighty, eighty eight, eighty nine, wow. ninety. I was just, I was just being more that's crazy. crazy. He said he used to come right up here through the Hollywood by the reservoir, by the, the Hollywood Lake, and come smoke joints up here because of the yeah. view and because you could. You get a little bit of alone time, some reflection. That's what we did. We yeah. used to, you know, as kids, we used to ride our bikes up into our BMX bikes up into the hill. This is wow. pre mountain bike, mm-hmm. or you would wow. have a 10 speed, you know, but you ain't yeah. making that up any of these hills. And we'd ride our, <laughs> our BMX bikes up these hills, 
to go smoke a joint, you know, Runyon Canyon. Yep. It's a f- huge, famous hiking spot now that has its own Instagram. Yep. Like, it didn't have that shit when I was. So you guys were able to ride bikes and shit over oh, there. Oh, yeah. Back in the we day. terrorized like no these hills, yeah. bro. It was wow. fun back in the day. Wow. It That's seems way more be a crazy trail. Like a small a city, on. too. It, that seems, you know, like you don't feel that now. Like, oh, there's just some kids riding their bikes up that, you know, it doesn't, it feels like, wow, that's yeah, exactly. how it was back then. You a know? lot of people don't even know there's Lake Hollywood right here. No. Yeah. I, right you, underneath the Hollywood I'm guilty, sign, there's a guilty Lake Hollywood. charge. You asked me, yeah. and I was like, bro, I, I have no idea. But I, I see what you're saying. Now, now we the know Hollywood we'll Reservoir. Yeah. There's Franklin Canyon Reservoir also. That's, uh, that's Good smoke spot. The, that's yeah. It's a great smoke spot. Great smoke. It's off of Coldwater Canyon in Mulholland. You you know OG game right OG, here. OG. They spots. film like the creature from the Black Lagoon there. Oh, dope. you know, there's like a little. I mean, these are like they were shortcuts for us also back in the day to get around traffic. Right. But like historic. Yeah, historic. Like these are like born and raised. I, I'll never. I love Los Angeles. I'll never live in Los Angeles again. Right. Too many people. I don't want to live on top of people, you know. It's, is it so? Yeah, no, I feel it. So for, you say love Los Angeles, but live what outside of it? Yes. Travel in. Yes. Yeah. I, I drive the forty-five minutes. Yeah. Do the commute. Yeah. I, that's how we feel as well. Yeah. It, you, it, 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 you don't. It's crazy here. It is. It's I wild. Mean, it's it's, it's okay if you carry a gun. <laughs> now, yeah. the stakes are high. I mean, you don't want to walk around with a fancy watch on, you know. No, nope. if you got not. a nice car, they, you know. You just got to be ready to shoot a motherfucker, I think, in yeah. this day and age. And whether with it's, it's a taser gun or with it's a fucking Real non-lethal, whatever, yeah. you know, some non-lethal well, shit. Whatever it's up, been something. out here, you got to have a real gun. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not saying I do, but man. It's crazy. Yeah, Los, Angeles, Los Angeles was crazy when I grew up. It's crazy You city. wouldn't walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Really? When I was a kid. No shit. I feel like it's Hollywood getting back to Boulevard. that. Because if you talk pre-COVID, 2015, 2016, if you're, on, if you're in Hollywood, you're still seeing celebrities. You're still seeing mm-hmm. actors, actresses. Like, you're still seeing people out and about. Now, you don't, they, everyone left. Or, or they just stay away, right? And it just seems it, like... It's, it's changed, you yeah. know, in the past. It, so it seems like it's going back to what you're saying it was, though. If yeah, you're saying, it was more, gang, more gangs back when I was growing up. You wouldn't even drive up Hollywood, though? No, you, you would cruise Hollywood Boulevard. Right, that you was, just don't walk. Back in the day, you, you know, 16 years old, you got yourself a car, you go cruising Hollywood Boulevard. You cruise Sunset Boulevard, you know? Now you don't do that. Yeah. You know? It is wild. That I mean... Yeah. It's definitely a little bit different. What was it like... Uh, transition from your first time smoking then getting into high school and shit how did things change up you know because you start becoming feeling like you're an adult at least oh, high school I mean? like i was selling weed in the parking lot bro Leveled i was selling up. weed in the parking lot uh you know my mission was to graduate high school because mm-hmm. yeah. you know like um a lot of my friends didn't weren't able didn't make it dropped out some other shit happened to them you know uh so from my family, I wanted to graduate high school. It was a hard time for me yeah. to graduate. Uh, my father had just passed away. So, I, you know, it was, it, was, it was a mission for me to graduate. But I did. I made it. I stuck through school all the years. And, um, but, yeah, weed has been like I, – I played soccer also. I was an All-American soccer player. I, if I would have taken my SAT test – but I love smoking weed and riding my bicycle, my mountain bike. 
I probably would have went to UCLA and played soccer for UCLA and continued on professionally. I like riding my mountain bike. I didn't want to be one of those kids in school that went to the school on the weekend for a pre-SAT or I was like, fuck that shit, you know? You and didn't see any purpose in it. No, I was like, you, you, but, you know, then, you know, your soccer, which is my love, football, whatever you want to call it, like, <laughs> is, was my, is my love, is my sport, you know? And like, so, you know, I went to city college and they were suspended for fighting for soccer in soccer games, you know, so they couldn't play. And then I transferred to another college and that co coach was like, he only wanted Hispanic dudes on his team. And I played with like four of the Hispanic guys for like five years. So they know, you know, the quality of play I put in and the, in my work ethic, he wouldn't even let me practice because I was white. Damn. And so I just walked off and I was like, fuck it. One man. Yeah. Rode mountain bike. Smoked weed, sold weed, you know, 2003, made the jump to Amsterdam, you know, prior to that, you know, growing and selling weed in Los Angeles. Um, that's how I met my business partner. So you were right out of high school, had just graduated and then moved to Amsterdam? Or no, was no. It, no. So no, there's a little period. Of, so coming out of high school, mm -hmm. what was it like being, you know, in the 90s and shit in L.A.? Like no shops, no nothing. You know what no, I mean? No yeah, shops. Like, you're, you're, you, you, know, you have, you know, someone who's growing or you're growing. Um, are you getting strain names yet? Or are you hearing no. like Super Silver Haze or? No, I mean, you might be skunk. Okay. Skunk Northern Lights. Man, I miss skunk. Yeah. Um, Damn. Some beasters. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. uh, infamous. That's an know, infamous one. Yeah, you know, some white widows, some, you know, some different varieties like that were around back then. Uh, great white sharks and stuff. Um, yeah. We, you know, the That's stinkier, fire, the stinkier, the better is how we always. Yep. Absolutely. Seeds from the Dutch making their way over and people so, yeah. starting to. What was one of your first spots like growing and stuff? First spot was, mm -hmm. uh, let's see, 90, 90. Well, we had spots in like in basements of friends' houses. And then yeah. when I think I. My first real spot was like 97. So before like that, it was basement basements. Spot. Yeah, basements, okay. you know, garages. Put a light up and a yeah, couple plants put, under you, it. You know, eight lights up is your max. Ooh, okay. You know, tap the power. You that know, like, we, we yeah. you know, whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you would grow whatever seeds. So you were it growing was, from seed. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't it like, to. oh, yeah. I didn't know too many people that were cloning back then. Yep. You know, it was Man. all from seed. And like one of that. my favorite strains actually was created by this dude named Reinhardt Delp. Uh, he's not alive anymore. He created this thing called uh, the Growbot, right? And it, it was like a self-contained unit that you can plant in like a bed kind of that had a, a tent that went up and over. And we used to, well, there was some weed that was coming down and it had some seeds in it and it was Northern Lights Northern Lights Skunk Number One, I believe, and it was some stinky, light green, fire ass weed. 
and I was I was growing that, you know, and <laughs> people loving it here. I mean, that's yeah. that's exactly what people want. That's, were you seeing a lot of different varieties and shit since you're, you know, growing off from seeds in those days? Like, were you seeing like a bunch of different batches of just like everybody's everybody's, everybody's weed stuff was different. Was different. Yeah, yeah it's it like, wasn't like the same. Not like today where it's kind of every plant is different. He would plant six seeds. Yeah, and you'd have six different yeah, phenos yeah, or strains in here. You'd all throw it into one bag because this is what's wow. what you got, and this is what's selling. You know, this is what you're selling your eighth for. And you got to buy the good shit with the not so good shit yeah, that we harvest. You know, and, and sometimes these people would find a seed in their bag, and they're right? growing it now—an accidental seed. You know, huh. I mean, if you find an accidental seed, the chances of them finding an accidental seed from your bag are, are pretty high. Absolutely. To this day, some of the biggest strains are from bag seeds. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Why is that? Accidental pollination. I mean, it just it just happens. Why, why is it that the quality from bag seed seems to be so much better than like, like it you sticks, know, you know? You know what's crazy is like, because it's like a, a, a first, like a S1, yeah. F1. Possibly, you know. Yeah. Uh, S1, like, so, you know, some people like F1s. Like, personally, I like F1 seeds. Describe to the people at home, what's an S1 and an F1? Well, S1 is like a self. You're selfing, like, so you take OG Kush, your favorite cut of OG Kush, whatever it might be, just, let's call it OG, and you spray it with feminizing solution. And then you hit you that pollen, then that plant will turn into a, like a male and produce pollen. And then you take that pollen and put it onto that, not that same plant, but the, the same strain on another, you know, in that same room, whatever. You pollinate those same plants, the same OG Kush. That's an S1. Got it. OG self pollen itself. Got self. it. Now you, you can take OG and cross it into a, um, Lemon skunk. Or no, you yeah, you could do that because they're not related, and that would be an and fit with feminizing it. That would be like a S one F one. Yourself, you're selfing it, and you're crossing it. Crazy. You know? So F one's feminized. F one's F one's feminized or regular. Yeah. You know, it's that first generation cross. It's crossing two different, two completely different plants. You know, not, not not related at all. Wow. You know, so if you cross OG Kush and maybe Sour Diesel, maybe somehow those might be related. You know, because so you couldn't call it a true. You might not F1. be able to true, and those are in the those are all accidental, right? Those yeah. aren't like someone bred for that shit. You know, OG was like the TK, right? Supposedly the Triangle Kush is the first OG and that some seeds of that made it their way to Florida or some cuts and um Origins TK Josh DOG and then Josh DOG mm -hmm. would be like the same. Wow. Right. And then right. you know, I believe like all of ours, everybody's OG, if they all stem from that, because I've I know there's two different phenos that I've seen over the years. There's one that's more calyxy and pointy. And then there's one that's more rounder, you know, and 
I like the K, the pointy Calyxy lighter green one. They're both. They're well, what good. was that one known as? The Calyx one, just OG, right? Know, both like known as just OG know. back then. You just knew that when you looked at the bag, they were just different, and one of them smelled one of them gassier, so and one gassy, was and gassy, tasty. Like, mm-hmm. was the other one kind of earthy? No, they're both they're both gassy. You know, yeah. it was just phenotype. You know, like got it. Well, darker, a little bit darker. Okay, a little bit more orange. Yep, makes you know? sense. But yeah. like, you know, when you got a good bag of weed back in the day, it was a good bag of weed. Yeah, you know, and you could charge. And there's dudes that like were charging ten thousand dollars a fucking clone for OG. Yeah. I bet you if know? you can get it. Was it really like that before that? Because you were talking like Northern Lights and some of the Dutch strains, the early stuff where they weren't really, it wasn't hitting like that. OG, when it hit the scene, it was like, yeah, was, and the was, clones it, it are 10 racks. It was a different time. Okay. It was just everything you know, converging. Like the growers, you know. Cypress Hill, people talking started, about it. People started growing, you know, like mm-hmm. we're all growing. And then you have like, yeah, exactly. Like Be Real, you know, the whole Cypress family, like they're. You know, their crew was growing it and and the weed was getting around, you know, I mean, like Todd McCormick, uh, you know, there's a, a, a shop down here in L.A., uh, Galaxy Gallery that from back in the day. I mean, like if you knew the right people, you knew. I mean, it was sought after weed. Damn. Really sought after weed. And, and- we didn't we didn't smoke no purple weed down here. I mean, I feel like it was like that up until even recently. Yeah, it was well, just OG, all, green, all OG. Yes, out here. It, was, it was always OG. Now you, you know. struggle to sell OG. Yeah, know. you know, it's if crazy. you, if you like, yep. Most of my friends and I, we don't grow OG. Yeah, can't. But you smoke it. Yeah, because we know someone who does grow it. Yeah, because know? it's that good though. As and- a businessman, you you got to sell something that people are gonna. You gotta grow something your people that people want. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the market's gonna buy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's gotta got be purple. It's gotta be crystal. You know, it's gotta be exotic or dessert or that's what the market's asking for. But I think that's that's gonna die. And I think that, you know, true connoisseurs, a good weed is gonna not saying that that weed's bad. It's just hype weed. Mm-hmm. OG is still better. You know? and, and I agree with most of the most part because like you're talking like origins too. you're going back. Like if we lose that, we lose so much of what is the original types of weed from back then too. Right. From the, from the, from the late nineties. Yeah. You know, that's before the ni- late nineties, it was skunks, you know, and, and not, you were lucky when you found like the, the skunk, the dank skunk. Because the dude who bred skunks, Sam the Skunk Man, was it was it Neville? No, Sam no, the Skunk Sam Man. The skunk and man. he gave he came over and brought it to Neville, right? Sam gave Neville a haze. Mm, I thought it thought it was a skunk, and and he played with the haze. Got it, right? Uh, from Hayes Brothers over here, like you know, yeah, that's all started California. But he started right here, yeah, you know, and, and he fled out there. That was the story yeah, we got in an earlier. There's episode. a lot of stories about yes, him, bro. <laughs> some that are, are outlandish, some uh, are crazy, some are real. You know, like do you know Carell of the Super Sativa Seed Club? Carl, Carl, Carl. Yeah, I know. We Carl. In, he yeah, interviewed we, him yeah, earlier talking about, uh, yeah. in episodes out. Told in, the story about it. it Carl uses some of our genetics. Yeah, man. Carl's the man, bro. and breeds with some of his old genetics and crosses. 
the genetics. But yeah, so like, uh, you know, the skunk got bred to like be like more of a a floral kind of like a more floral fruity type of shit. Gas. That like, you know, like the the Sam the Skunk Mints, the Rob Clarks, the fucking, uh, you know, those dudes who, who bred a lot of strains, they didn't like dank. When we came to Amsterdam, right, with some, and bred and brought dank. Brought the OG. Brought dank, stank, mm-hmm. like. Gas. Like Real shit gas. that in, in Cali, you, you get some top dollar, you know, the Affy, the, you know. Just top dollar, great fucking just like different spectrum weed. And these dudes hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they like hate the jacks that shit. <laughs> skunks. You know. And the, they want the, stuff the that they can hate, shake the over their fucking keef screen yeah. and they get a lot dry of sift. Dry or- sift. So what's the reaction? You get out there and you bring all those strains and they're just like, What is this bullshit? Yeah, like, you know, like what the what the people think about it? Oh the they loved it. The, the people loved it. The, yeah. The dudes at the, I was about to say dispensaries, the coffee shops, <laughs> right? Loved it. You know, uh, it's, it's more like, uh, you know, trying to get the dudes to pay the price, right? Like, I'm not going to sell you this fucking bomb ass weed for that low ass price. Yeah. And they try to pay, when I, we moved to Hampshire and they try to pay you on flower time. Right, so your best weed that finishes in eight weeks, they'd give you the least amount of money for. But if it takes sixteen weeks, they'll pay you more for. Oh, because they're saying it took more time and it took more nutrients. Yeah, but I'd be like, nah, dude, it's about the quality of the fucking weed, bro. Wow, you know. And when like, think about that. So like, we sold some of our first bags of weed to to Soma, right? New York City diesel. We were growing New York City diesel. Because we got to grow what's hot and what makes them the money, right? And Soames, love you, Soames. But you didn't pay us that much money. You know, you're making your nut when you're selling to the fucking coffee shop. Then we started selling to the coffee shop directly, right? And you make a little bit more money. So we were, on that time, New York, New York City Diesel, which is like grapefruity, you know, really pungent smell really pungent, like after like smoke smell, really pungent, but not super like doesn't get you high. Right. Can't make bubble hash with it. Mm. We would grow that because that's what people were paying the most for. You pay, you grow what we're just getting into Amsterdam. We're not, we're not really (coughs) showcasing our genetics. We're, we're doing every, we're keeping stuff alive, cracking seeds, but also growing what's hot selling you know and then we were we started we were doing good we were selling new york city diesel and then we started bringing in our genetics and selling that and then like we go to greenhouse and we go see like you know franco he's a friend of ours and arian and olaf and yoa and we bring in the best weed that's walks through that fucking door right and these guys are like holy shit Right, cannabis cup is coming up, and these guys are fucking rolling out like six varieties of the finest fucking cannabis that these dudes have seen. And they're like, 
yeah, we'll give you, you know, 4,000 a kilo. It's 2,000 a pound, right? You know, yeah, like, you're like, we're like, nah, bro. What the fuck, bro? We were, de- we were just downstairs in your coffee shop and looked at your menu and looked at everything that was in your thing. And none of that can stand up to our weed. We said that right to him. You yeah. know, they're like, okay. And it was like cantaloupe, hay, shark's breath, chocolate, uh, LA Confidential. I think those, those strains Ooh. right there. LA and they're Con. like, they're like, holy shit, right? Like, they, Franco never seen it. He loved cantaloupe, bro. That was his favorite. They're like, oh, fuck, you know? And we were like, they walk out of the room and they're like, we see a cannabis cup sitting on the, on the wall, right? On their little thing. And we're like, take a picture of us with their cannabis cup. And we have a picture. It goes back before there was a DNA. And we held up the cannabis cup. We took a picture. We flossed with their cannabis cup. Like, one day this is going to be ours. Damn. Right? And that same year, we came in third in the cannabis cup for LA Confidential. Wow. First time entering a cannabis cup. You just knew. You were like, we got it. We First know time we ever got- having a booth. We, you know, we were there the year before. We didn't have a booth, but we were hanging out with Gypsy Nirvana back then, you know, because we did a seed project for him called Who's Your Daddy? And those seeds went, there was like 60,000 seeds that we produced. And they went out with every single order that Gypsy Nirvana sold. So everybody got these Who's Your Daddy seeds, right? And that's when we had to come up with a name. What are you guys going to call yourselves? And, you know, we're sitting there with an old Greek friend. And we're like, we don't know. And then, like, he comes back to us. You know, everybody's taking mushrooms back then. And he's like, (laughs) I got it. Your DNA. Dawn and Aaron. Boom. No way. You're everything. I got the logo, too. You know, and it was a heel, double helix. And in, in, in the circle, like when the helix crosses over, it was seeds, three seeds. Oh, sick. That was our original Damn. logo. So then it was Who's Your Daddy Seeds by DNA Genetics given out to 60,000, you know, like, you know, like 40,000 people or something like that with every single order, you know. And to this day, we still hear people. Saying, "Oh, I still, I still have Who's Your Daddy seeds," or I, I'm, "I'm growing Who's Your Daddy." Like, I still have Who's Your Daddy seeds, you know, in my stash of seeds, you know. And some of these things, it's like nostalgic, and like some of these things, I think would make a fucking splash. Like, the seed collection is impressive that I that we carry. You know, I ha- I have personally a beautiful seed collection. You know, Don and us have an awesome seed collection. Preserving, Not, you know, preserving our genetics can, can or genetics talk, that were gifted, you know, all sorts of genetics. Can you talk about how to properly store your seeds? People you ask home. this all the time. Okay, Aaron. so like you could put them in like a super duper like sub zero like freezer, but the day you take them out is the day you germinate them, mm. right? There's no in and outs, right? Because those are like froze um that's how they store seeds at the vavilov institute have you ever heard of vavilov institute i have but most people haven't it's in switzerland no it's it's in russia russia okay 
And they they you were way off, but no, because wow. Switzerland, no, Switzerland also has a seed. No, vault. Uh, it's a seed, the seed vault, right? It's yeah. in, they have it in a few different places. Okay, right? There's a few different countries. Vavilov Institute carries some of the oldest cannabis varieties wow. in the world, and they have thousands of these seeds. They're you know, and it's wow. like very hard, like. You you possibly could get some of these seats, right? I don't know how Ooh. you do it, but like, do you know what their setups like? With no, they just just they're they're just frozen in time, deep Got freezers. It. You know, they were gifted these seats and they were frozen in time. And they imagine what's way. in there. Can you imagine? You know, well, what's yeah, the you plan? Still like what's skunk and yeah. You know, what's the plan for skunk that establishment? Well, same th- same like, thing for any establishment that holds seeds in a in a freezer is they. Freeze them in case the fucking world. You know, we have to restart. What's about to happen, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, nah. is nah. there a meteor coming? No, nah, like, nah. But like, I don't think there's a restart. Like, I just think, you know, like, it would be great to start some of these old, old varieties. Like, real skunk is cheese. Oh, okay. You ever smoke cheese? You ever yes. smoke real cheese from Europe? No. I, Real cheese from I, Europe is so dank. Like I, I went to Amsterdam in 2008, and Big Buddha cheese was like one of my favorite right. strains that I had out there. That's skunk. Yep. Boom. That's skunk man, that number shit was, one. Right before they bred out that dank. I wow. had had it in about 2003, four, growing it in Florida, and we had grown super skunk. Okay, and that was some of the. In, I mean, just shades of green and just calyxed out and fill a jar, smell it from... Super skunk from Scentsy Seeds? Yeah. And we were like blown away by so it. So those are like, you know, like what we all learned, what we all learned on Scentsy Seeds, Super Siva Seed Club, the Seed Bank. Those were what was available for us rather and bag seed. And then you had uh, the Dutch scene came on, you know, Flying Dutchman, some of those more guys. Some of those are uh, Dutch passion. They all started in the same original series seeds. They all started in the same spot, right? And then you had like Canadian guys that would come over and buy seeds from them. And then after a while, they're like, oh, why do we keep on going back buying seeds from them? Why don't we just take their seeds and make more seeds? Oh, fuck. Right? And then that was the Mark Emery. Oh, wow. You know? Damn. Because he was the one. Right, it so was first. Was it was Neville, that. right? Because yeah. doing the He's seed club, first seed bank, right? One of the first seed banks. Yeah, you know they were they were a handful at that time. And that's know? what Carl was telling me is that Super Sativa Seed Club was the second one because they split off and then he started his. Right, and those hazes, like, I don't know about you, but you would never grow those. Yeah, I don't. As much as you love weed and your nostalgia. There's no point in growing those unless you put one plant in the corner of your fucking room and like, and then wait two crops, right? You finish flowering everything else and, and you grow and you say, yeah, I have some haze. Not so many people are going to appreciate that. You know, uh, back in 2008, there was Dr. Green Thumb. Do you remember Green Thumbs? Dr. Green Thumb, like, uh, the weed. I don't remember no. the weed. The no. weed, no. No, Dr. Greenspoon. Oh, okay. Dr. Yeah. Greenspoon. So I this have is heard of that. this is like a Neville's haze, right? A haze from those from those guys. 
and the shit would grow. It was like calyx, calyxes on a little thin ass stem. The bud would be a thin ass stems with calyxes. Like, like a hash plant almost, huh? Or no? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say hash plant, okay. you know, hash, true hash plant is short and like, and stocky. This is more like equatorial and stretchy, oh, right? Wow. But it would be like these little things and calyx is going all the way up. And like you could roll a joint out of a piece, like you could break off a piece. You know, the little pods that are covered in crystals and you'll see people take photos of them. That's what he's talking. And that's the whole nug was just those little pods that have 360 crystals. Yeah. You know, just, like, almost like little teardrops. That is the worst looking weed. <laughs> Why the f- fuck am i gonna grow that shit for bro well you get money for it but like it's yeah. like yeah super th like super high in thc like gets you high but there's no real right to, to no, bring it no, out today people there's no, are... no like, there's no like wow factor you know mm-hmm. personally like and that's when we go back and we preach about terpenes it's all about those terpenes are what drive everything about cannabis. THC doesn't matter. They wow. get, could get thirty-seven percent THC varieties, bro. If it doesn't and taste if, like if shit, it don't, what, if it, what if it don't taste matter? good, but it might look good, or it might, might look, get, might it looks get good, stoned. Looks pretty on the vine. Test thirty-seven percent. So then you have to sell it. Like you have that's what, like me. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. It's got to smell. It's got to taste. You know, it's got to have that note. It's got to have there's so there's some that wow transfer. factor to it. The taste is just crucial because I feel like that's where the creative part. And, and like, if you're an active person, you got a lot of shit going on. You need those terpenes, you know, yeah. kind of versus just a THC. It's it's like yeah. alcohol. When's the last time you looked at alcohol percentage? Well, when's the last time you went into a bar and said, "Give me your strongest shit"? Never, never. And they would pull out fucking like never clear, yeah, never yeah, clear death. Right, some uh, and they're like, that? here one, you go, bro. Before you knew anything, before when you were thirteen or fifteen, and you just got into alcohol, and people were telling you like, yeah, buy the Everclear and mix it with the Gatorade and dry, because you're just drinking, thinking the goal is to get fucked up. Was that a Florida thing? I, I mean, that was, a, but I'm just saying we the, were like get Cnides and Old English. And, okay, yeah, and no, forty ounces. We're doing you know? Everclear, and yeah, they would pour it in with Gatorade or cranberry Ooh. juice, and they'd be or like, I mean. My family's from Kentucky, so they'd have moonshine, oh, which is yeah. basically Everclear. Yeah. But the goal is like, for a lot of that is just get fucked up. And if that's your goal, then you're buying a high THC percentage, which, which is what you do when you don't know any better. I mean, you know, I'm a grower. Mm-hmm. Forget DNA genetics. Okay. I'm Aaron. Hi guys. I'm, I grow weed. <laughs> um, I think as a grower, there's got to be, it can't, I, I never wanted a, a, just a pretty plant. Never wanted a pretty plant. I wanted something that's, that had a, like, wow. You're, while you're smoking it. Wow. No, when you're smelling it why live. You, why it's live. Wow. Yeah. You know, like. That's the true test. I mean. Wow factor. And then if it transfers over to dry flower and you smoke it and it's still wow, that tastes fucking great. That's what I'm about. You know, I don't want. I don't ever want like, like I don't, if I'm selecting a plant, yeah, and as a grower, you want to keep something around that's good. You don't want something that's just pretty. You're like, oh yeah, I put it in a bag and 
and sell it. You know, it yields four pounds of light. <laughs> and looks pretty. Yeah. And, and it looks pretty, right? But there's no, wow. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe the wow is the purple. You know, I don't know. It's got a smell. It's got a taste. It's got to be something know? that leads to the effect, right? Yeah, there's got, you know, something that tastes good. And maybe where there's a room aroma mm-hmm. that the joint puts off. I know there's certain varieties, you yeah. know. Juicy fruit we used to That's have. True. And it would, the whole room would smell exactly like the fresh flower even after you smoked it. Hours after. Just like you were talking about earlier. Tangy. Exactly. You know, uh, leaves that orange zesty, grapefruity, citrusy, tangerine smell. New York City diesel. That was, that shit would get you busted. I, I shit you not, bro. You smoke that somewhere and like someone that's around you might not know that shit is so loud. You know, like super loud. Like Tangy's a different loud, you know? Calio back in the day. Okay? Where, t- where Tangy stems from. Smelt phenomenal. Like, Wow. But then you get past the wow factor and it smells like, uh, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, like something you don't really desire. Right. Yeah. And then, then you breathe something to it and then it loses that undesirable trait. And then it's just, wow. You know, wow. When it's on the vine, wow. When it's in a fucking joint. Wow, when it's in a bong. Wow, when it's in a concentrate. You yeah. know? So it checks every that single has box. To be, and you're speaking on something that people, I think, these days are losing sight of. And you're talking terpenes, and you're talking how important it is to have something that smells phenomenal. But not only that, it transfers to flavor. People these days will put that to the wayside and be like, yeah, but it's two and a half pounds of light, and look at what it looks like. I see that all over. And I just know coming from you, they'll take like heed to that. It's like, it is more important, terpenes. I wish that the Tangy was around in Switzerland in the early, early, very early 2000s, late, late 90s, when you could grow massive amounts of cannabis. And then they'd sell as smell sacks, right? Of like, Tangy to me is aromatherapy. You go by the plant, you rub the leaf, you put it on your mustache. It's with you for the rest of the day. You're smiling. I mean, Tangy, everybody that opened a bag of Tangy, they all smell. They all smile. No one was grossed out. I mean, there's some people that don't like Tangy, but like for the most part, there was always a wow factor. Yeah. You know, Um, you could just package that shit up in the early 90s. And can you imagine in the 90s and sell like pillowcases? you know sealed pillowcases to people for their house here's a smell sack that's how they called it and either you open the pillowcase and sell the weed or you know that's <laughs> that's how it ran that's how it ran in switzerland you know wow. did you ever see that purple tangy pheno that was going around oh that, yeah plenty. man that thing is banging i'm gonna plenty. be honest i fell in love with that when i first saw it and i was after it forever and i never got a hold of it but all perped out and just smells straight like tangy. People, Absolutely beautiful. There's a, a few guys out there have based their whole company <laughs> around that purple tangy cut. I know. From I, seed. I think they call them, they used to call it purple tangy was the name of the company too. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with those guys. I know. Yeah. 
You know, it's cool to see other people, you know, something you, you know, like something that you co-created. Spawned a whole company. Spawned a whole company. You know, when Crockett gave us the Tangy Cut, you know, uh, we used it in all sorts of everything, you know. Tangy, sometimes it would turn purple, you know, uh, but that, that was a, spe a special time. You know, it was a special time. It was like orange. The orange came back. Yeah. You know. Living in Amsterdam and you're over there and you guys start to win cups. How crazy does it get? I mean, you guys started just cleaning house. I, I like looked at the thing. It was insane. The interesting you want to know, like growing up reading High Times Magazine and winning your first medal was a huge accomplishment, you know? First time ever entering any kind of cannabis cup. It's a huge accomplishment. We love cannabis. But entering into a Dutch cup that had nothing to do with high times, where there was no... Because when we came into the cannabis cup, the coffee shop cup was always won by the same same two. Or the same, same two, maybe a different shop, but it was owned by... One of the two, you know, the shit was rigged. It was, shit was who bought the most judges passes at the time with, with our cups. It was with, with breeders and seed cups. It was a little different, you know, different judges. Can the high life cup is the first Dutch cup we entered high life. Yeah. And we might've pissed off a lot of people that day. Because there was a lot of people thinking they were winning, and we were watching them. We were just we were just this American dudes who smoked weed, the dumb American dudes who smoked weed and grew weed, and we fucking cleaned house our first high life cup. And Luke from Paradise Seeds was like in shock. Do you remember what strain won? Lemon lemon skunk. Yep, famous strain. Lemon skunk. Uh, I think it was lemon skunk that won that one. You know, we brought, and we created another monster with that. What Because we, we brought Chucky on board. We're like, yeah, this is, a, this is who we got the cut from. This is the Lemon Man, you know? And he became the Lemon Man forever, you know? And, like, Crockett became Tangy Man, you know? And we, we created, we helped create Crockett Family Farms, yeah. you know? And I love Crockett Family. That's this family. And you guys are infamous for kosher push. Yeah, kosher. I, I mean, mean, that rocked the, the world, that strain. A great OG, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and for Halloween, I mean, like, the whole story of behind kosher is because, like, the cut was originally called Jew Gold. We hated the name, you know? Yeah. And when we got the cut, we're like, we're going to change the name, you know? We're going to make seeds, and we're going to change the name. And and before we changed the name, my business partner Don had a Halloween party at our house in Sherman Oaks, and uh, there was a chick that showed up dressed as a rabbi, and he uh, and she was she was really a rabbi, but she was dressed as a rabbi, and he goes, oh, "I got some weed for you to bless." She goes, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah," and that's how we got kosher kush. Damn. Wow. She blessed that cut. That's you killer. Know? And we had kosher kush 
and then we made seeds of it and we won cannabis cups with it. I mean, and if you do a DNA test on it, it's, it traces back to OG traces back to everybody's everybody's OG traces back to these, the, if you call the TK and the Josh OD, the very first, then it traces back into there. Are those seeds still available today for people? The yeah, kosher we, still sell, we still sell kosher kush. Bro, think about that. So many people are looking for OG Kush. I get that. I get that in my DM once a week. Do you know where I can get OG Kush seeds? Because it's coming back from DNA Genetics, the originators, and get something that's not been three, four, five, ten times bred out. One of the original things. Get a DNA Genetics Kosher Kush. Find those phenos. I mean, I mean, just love what you do. Spend the time with your plants. You know, if you're into growing, spend time with your plants. I mean, there's a reason why. Not everybody grows weed. Huge reason why. Same reason why everybody doesn't grow tomatoes. You got to be there for your plants. You got to be a slave to those plants. That's got to be your life. You know? And it's not for everybody. You know, I remember way back when I you never take a vacation. Living in Amsterdam. Take a vacation. Leave your, your mother room and your flower room. Like, and expect someone else to water it properly, be there on time to water it, you know, not the last second, and then overwater it so everything's just sitting in water, you know. I mean, love and lose all your work. Yeah, love love your plan. I mean, we did it one time and we lost some moms. Stuff you that know? you had bred and stuff that you'd never oh, yeah. be able to get back. You know, I mean, yeah. it happens. You know, and you have to kill. You have to learn how to kill can't keep it you can't keep moms alive i mean you can but the, it's at a certain point you got to learn where you got to it's got to make some space that's a hard lesson for a lot of growers well, yeah it's, yeah that's like one of the that's more in the higher up once you get like what you're giving a lesson to people that's that's deep man you got to learn how to kill well yeah you go to these you go to people's facilities they got 100 strains but they're not even growing 100 strains you don't need a hundred strains in your facility. Just preserve the genetics and I mean, back them you, up or you, what? You could keep a small little library, but like mm -hmm. maybe you should preserve them in a tissue culture. Then you don't have them. I mean, you still would probably want to keep a mom, but you just want to copy over and over as soon as you can. You know, don't grow it too huge. There's no reason. I know some breeders today will S1 or uh, their seeds of certain things before they kill something off just to hopefully have something similar to it one day to go back. Yeah. I mean, some seeds are, are like that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I have some more, some of the seeds of original chocolate seeds, original LA confidential seeds, original, original everything from like the first batches that went out. Could you tell us one or two things that you're like super proud you have locked away that that's, you know, I mean, chocolate always has a place in my heart. I gotta say like that sativa is tasty to the fucking paper, to the roach, you know, like great on vine smell, great room smell. I mean, just like great high, you know, really a sativa, you know, I love that plant. You know, that, that plant is, is special. Um, we have it, the original, 
the original clone backed up in tissue culture. You know, it's got, uh, you know, variegation. It's not pretty, you know. It's, it doesn't start off so pretty. It's got some curling, but it isn't hop latent. So we have it in tissue culture, and hopefully we get it out of tissue culture in it, and it does something worthy, you know? But I, I mean, like, I'd like to grow all our original stuff and get away from this high purple shit. I mean, we have, we have high purple shit too, but it, you know, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You gotta it's have not, both or all of it. It would be great to have yeah. some fucking OG in the mix, you know, some dank. 100%. You know, what do you guys smoke? What do you? I smoke know? a lot of Skittles. I yeah. like this sure banger Ozzy. that Pat God smokes. Um, I mean, you know, we, we, I think it all has to just kind of do with what you come up smoking and loving and enjoying yeah. and what you saw the most fire of. You know, I, I miss some old stuff that I feel like was more homegrown style, like fire, you know, fresh, sticky fire, you know, and it's it's different now for sure. You know, it's batch to batch and it just, it, you know, it's it's more about the batch than the strain, in my opinion. And like, you know why? Yeah, no, I don't. Because back in the day. When you grew in that small space, yeah, you're growing it. mostly for yourself, yeah, right. And you trimmed it yourself. You didn't have nobody around. You were a hermit. You were a slave to your work. You did everything yourself. And those batches came out. They showed it, you know. And then you get a little bit bigger. And then you have to bring on trimmers, and the trimmers molest your weed. And I say, Melissa, their hands are all over, all over it, bro. Next thing you know, your trimmer's got the most finger fucking hash. I remember going to trims and seeing trimmers, and they got a pile of finger hash. I said, what the fuck is that? It's like finger hash. I was like, you shouldn't be trimming weed. <laughs> no. You shouldn't be trimming weed with a pile of finger hash like that. They don't care about it like you care about it. You know? It's different to them. You should barely touch that shit. You should hold it by the stem. Fingers shouldn't have hash on them. Like we we love weed. I think just loving weed. Love your weed. You know, grow if you grow it at home. Don't tell anybody. Rule number one. You know, don't complain about the rules and regulations. Just don't tell nobody. Yeah. Because we all grew up with rules and regulations, and you couldn't have to tell anybody. Now, then you came out with if you want to do it, you have to you have to be a medical patient. Then you have to come out with you have to be have to business license. Cultivation license. I know people who are more successful now not saying shit and not having a fucking license. You know? And then I know people who have a license who still got to sell their weed on the black market. Because you can't sell all the weed on the fucking legal market in California. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's too much weed. And even now, the black market still trumps on quality. You know, over and that's that has to do a lot with the regulation and stuff. But I do see where it did change, where people were chasing a lot of just colorful stuff, and and it, it has to hit all the marks. I mean, that's the big thing about a grower. Just like you say, we go after flavor. Like if it's gonna look purple, it better taste purple, like purple Urkel, Granddaddy Purple. So yeah, some of the, some of those things you wouldn't want to grow purple Urkel. You wouldn't want to grow the purple Kush because they're so, 
They're just slower than the Skittles. Super slow veg time. Shout super out, small. Shout out to the whole Skittles crew. Yep. All of them that, you know, the Skittles crew, the other crew involved that was involved at the beginning. All of them, you know. Um, where to come from? I don't know. We know, we don't know. <laughs> you know? Think it was a backseat? And there's there's a few different stories. I you know, like I don't know. Well, what I see now and what do you, where do you see it going now? Cause we're seeing like a lot of potency with the Terps. Now people, we just went through the phase where it was a lot of like purple and colors and stuff. And then it was like Terps, Terps. And now it's potency. I feel like now people want everything together. They want the 31% with the crazy terpenes with the, you know. Which you're not going to. You're not going to get. Probably not going to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or they want it to wash 6%, you know, like. Um, 31% again, like some of it, you know, you got to give the people what they want. Personally, it might not be your super cup of tea, right? You got said stuff that we have DNA cake, you know, sorbet, uh, lava cake, and that shit's bomb. It's purple. It's super frosty. It looks beautiful on the vine. Take great pictures of it. Uh, yields great. You know, bats. Um, but if you're asking me if it's my favorite weed, or if I'm smoking it every single day, I'm going to tell you no. You know? But if somebody else, who's not me, who's in a different percentile, loves that purple shiny shit. You know, they might, it's not my calling it shit. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Shit, the know? opposite of, yeah, yeah. They want to see, they want purple, but that's, I don't get it because they don't look at it for very too long. <laughs> you know, they smash it up or don't smash it up and throw it into a, into whatever, a joint or a blunt or they're not smoking bong, you know, really bong hits of it. It's all how they came up. You know, they came up that that, that was the hype. So they think the epitome of good weed is that. I, I didn't grow up in a blunt era, mm. you know. Um, I seen the way they roll blunts; they just throw nugs on that fucking thing. They don't even need to crush it up. <laughs> it's fucking line it with nugs. That's fucking awesome. You can't do that in a paper, you know. Yeah. This shit look retarded. Blunt. I guess it's all good. It's, it's proper not to look good in the blunt. I find a lot of the OG guys, like the the, the guys that really have uh, smoke OG. Like that's like when we linked with Kenji, he's smoking OG. When we linked with, you know, it's like a lot of these older cats that we link with. It's like, what are you smoking on? They're like, well, we do everything. We work on this. We do this. But what are you smoking? It's some version of an OG. What about Kenji? That's my brother from another mother. We just had him on and he's he's the last episode. episode. Oh, yeah. 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 What episode are we on again? 42. 42. He's He's 41. 41. Yep. Shout out to Kenji, man. Shout out to real. my brother Kenji. The whole Cypress yeah. Hill gang, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's part of that OG crew. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Kenji's my brother from another mother. Uh, what can I say? I can't say anything bad about Kenji. You nice, know? Man. Or that crew. Awesome Preserving story. genetics, too. A lot of them champion OG. It's good to see guys like that because that's going to help the younger guys realize maybe I should throw some OGs in this in this purple mix yeah, and then start to smoke it. Cause it's, you know, it takes change. It takes you like growing, being like, damn, this thing is hard to grow and way harder than this other thing. Can you and- ever tell you a story about the Bubba? 
a little bit. Did, a little I'd love bit. to hear from you though. He is. Someone gave him some. <laughs> Bubba Kush, the dude called Bubba Kush out there, Matt Berger, gave him the seeds. He started those seeds. Yeah, that's what he basically. We giggles every word. time we heard pre ninety eight. Yeah, because there was yeah. no pre ninety eight to do with Bubba Kush at the very beginning. You know, that is interesting. And wow. you saw that a lot too. Yeah, and then around the same now, and then around the same time there was Affy going around LA, LA. It wasn't called LA Confidential back then. It was called Affy. And it was going around like uh, the Moon Tribe. There's like a, a rave crew, a Moon Tribe, hippie kind of DJ mm-hmm. dudes that was going around. And they were growing Affy. And these guys were growing Bubba, you know? And they're, they're very similar. They could be sisters. We don't know. But their seeds obviously weren't from the same place, you know? And... Kenji's the one that came out with Bubba, you know, and everything Bubba related was thanks from Matt Berger who gave Kenji those seeds and Kenji that selected the one that was Bubba Kush. And then you, when you hear, oh, this is pre-98, what was the cross with? No, no, it's just pre-98. Like, No such thing. Yeah. That shit was pre-98, but it was yeah. never called pre-98. And it looks different than the one today. I yeah. tried to grow some of it, and I'm looking for this like exploded little nut in between these Small, big, short. None of that doesn't yield for nah. shit. Some people, it's lost. Some of the stuff is lost, or some people have it in seeds. We got to try to yeah. something that I have of yours hidden away that I I'm like super proud of is a pack from about. I mean, it's got to be eight to ten years old. Uh, great white shark, but it was a cross you did. It was uh. I have a couple shark's breath. shark's breath and I have the original pack that I was kept saying, I'm looking for the great white shark. I'm looking for those phenos, the white Russian, the, the shark's yeah. breath. I, I would think that would do well right now. If I could bring you that Cloroxy mothball-y kind of, it's very different Terp. And Diff- uh, totally different Terp. Very di- different. You but, know, we did crosses of that. I remember in us giving them away when you came into our shop and bought like a couple packs of seeds or if we liked you. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're cool, you know, mm-hmm. there's cool dudes that we met from coming into our shop to buy seeds that turned out to be great friends that, you know, were part of the team, you know? Wow. I mean, yep. it, it was a hub for people to come in. Take take it back to Amsterdam mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s and stuff. What was it like back then? You know, obviously a lot of people coming over there trying weed for the first time or just non-smokers smoking you know what i mean just because they're there well, how about 2000 2005 2006 is when we opened up like dna genetics proper and had our, our we got the keys to our first seed shop we just won the cannabis cup for marshmallow green and second place with la confidential then we got the keys to our shop and we were smoking LA Con every day because that's our shit, right? Take Afghani, like, punching, knock people down. Um, got the keys to our shop. We, we celebrated. It, we, like, they were still our, the guy who had our shop before us still had some stuff in there. And he was moving across the street to a smaller location. We started off in the same shop. We're still in the same shop to this day. Um, wow. We smoked a joint in there. We got raided. 
We got raided by the police because they thought we had a cultivation in a hemp plantage, is what they called it, inside the shop from one joint of LA Confidential. And like literally the first day we got the fucking keys, we showed up, we got the keys from Vince, long live, long live Vince. Um, he, uh, he handed us the keys. We're, we're in there. We're looking like there's we're like, Oh, we, we want to do this. We got to take out all this shit. You know, we're looking at it. It's a blank slate for us, you know, and we celebrate, celebrated and Vince calls us that he's called, he's like, Hey, the cops are breaking into your shop. We're like, for what? He goes, they think there's a hemp plantage in there. We're like, tell them there isn't. We smoked a fucking joint. Is it illegal to smoke a joint? He's like, no. He goes, they think there's a hemp plantage. They don't care about you guys. They're coming in there. They're breaking in, right? And it's not the police. It's a company called Sayon who does the dirty work of breaking into your house, right? Wow. What? For the police. So it's a, it shields the police from liability, Right. So like Seon breaks in, they break in, they break in through our secu- our door, they break in through our roll up, they fucking walk in there, they fucking don't see shit, there's <laughs> nothing, don't even see a roach, you know, leave us a fucking thing that says we broke into your shop, come pick up your keys, you know, at the fucking police station, because they rekeyed our fucking shop, Right? Well, before they rekeyed our shop, we already called the locksmith, come change our locks, you know, do all that. Because we know people already. We're getting, people are helping us, you know. That's we're, huge. We're like, you can't, you don't go into Amsterdam on a bike saying you know people. You don't, you don't. They're, back in the day, there's, you know, you don't do wrong. The Hells Angels are there. Dutch Mafia is there. Like, we were the good kids, bro. So we were known as the good, we were the, guy, the guys. We played by the books. Um we got the fucking, we got the visit by them. And they fucking rolled our shop and they didn't find shit. And they said, go pick up the keys at the police station. So my ass has to ride my bike down to the police station to go pick up the fucking keys. And I'm like, oh, you need to come in here. I was like, okay. And you buzz you in. Then you go to the fucking captain's office down the hall and I was like, how are you doing? He's like, good. You speaking Dutch? I go, nope. Speaking English. Like, you guys broke into our shop the other night, wondering why you broke into our shop. Was there something we did? We just got the keys that night. He goes, someone said there was a hemp plantage in there. One of your neighbors said there was a hemp plantage in there. I was like, a hemp plantage? I was like, a grow? A weed grow? He's like, yeah. And I, are you serious? I go, there was nothing in there. I go, we smoked a joint as celebration for us getting the keys to the shop. He goes, it sucked for you that you smoked that joint. Because we got the call and we, we opened the, the mail flap and we can smell the weed. Open you know? the mail flap. And they can smell the weed. Three, you know, roll, roll down and they smell the weed. And we rolled in there thinking there's a hand pump. So I was like, you guys can't tell the difference between smoked weed and Weed that's growing. I was like, you guys need to fucking learn. You know, I go, I'm here for you. I'll teach you. You know, like we're going to be there forever. (laughs) And we're going to continue smoking weed in our shop. Is it illegal for me to smoke weed in my shop? He goes, nope. He goes, it just sucked for you this one time. I go, so I could continue. He goes, yeah. He goes, you're not a coffee shop. I go, no, I'm not selling anything. 
I sell seeds. He goes, oh, you're all good. And from that day forward, they never, they walk. It's, it's a, a beat for the police. They walk up and down the, the little alleyway that we're on. And they walk that every day to go to, they used to go to, to, go to their old police station. It's, they moved it. So sometimes they still come down. They never fucked with us. And they'd be fucking clouds of smoke be rolling out of our fucking shop on a daily basis. Man, you that's know? dope. Like, big shout out the Dutch, you know, police for that because, you know, a lot of other places you'd been shut down. I mean, I can't think of many places that have been cool with that. I mean, hey, our neighbors complain. Yeah. Our neighbors continue to complain. They're like, hey, your, your thing smells like weed. And I was like, nah, you know what? Fuck that. I was like, let us put in a fucking, what do you call it? Exhaust fan with a filter that leads to the backyard. We'll put that on, you know, let us break open these glass window blocks that they had. And they're like, let us put in the fucking system. And it took like a year and a half for us to do that because like our shop was on the bottom. It was so moist. The groundwater is right there, you know, so mold was starting from. We're like, we need the, we need airflow. You know, we started saying mold, mold, mold. You got all the seeds. You got to protect it. No, we said mold. Yeah. And we need to kill this mold and we need to put flowage. And they finally agreed and we did that. And then we could smoke weed in our shop all day long because we had exhaust fan and can filter. You know? Big shout out can filters. I mean, since way back, been doing that, helping growers out and smokers mainly. Holy hell. Hey, in Amsterdam, you'd see those fucking things on the street and for this for the trash man to come pick up <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. You know, I've seen them out here too. Yeah. You know, those things, heavy ass fucking can fans, bro. Nobody, everybody dreaded putting those things up, man. I mean, that's some OG stuff right there. Amsterdam days. Like, and then, and so then do you just immediately get accepted since you're the good guys? You're hanging out with Soma. You're hanging out with our Arian. Uh, you're hanging you know, out with Joa, Yoa. Yo is with Arian, you yeah. know. I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with John from Gray Area. Okay, big you know, OG uh, shop. I mean, we sold weed to all those dudes, the mm-hmm. Arians, the fucking, the Flying Dutchmans mm-hmm. of the world. You know, uh, this Dutch Passion, not the Dutch Passion, but um, the Dairies. You know, Gray Area. I mean, those were our shops. And you were still coming back to California in those days too, or no? Uh, like, like to kick it, still yeah, see what's later going on. on. Later on, after like you could afford to, yeah, leave and take a vacation, we were coming back. And, and then when was the switch to like let's move back to California? Ooh, uh, you guys crushed it with Crockett right around 2012, I would say. I mean, we were here, we were here before that, you know, we had a grow Mm -hmm. that was going on here and then, you know, we, we shut it down and then we had another grow. I mean, it's, you know, love, hate, you know, the the standard practice of, of life. Um, The Crockett relationship started, fuck, when we blasted off the Tangy, like we were coming out here uh, doing... We're still, we were, I think we were, I don't know if we were doing as DNA genetics, but a lot of people were still having our seeds out here. Um, we had our, a grow 
So, you know, still, yeah, we had seeds. Yeah. And we sell seeds to well, like, did, our friends and shit. You and Crockett, though, when we came out, I mean, it, it was legend. Like, you guys hit the scene so hard together. And it was, everyone was smoking some version of what you guys did yeah. together for years. Crockett was, it was great because we were, it was DNA and Crockett, right? It was mm -hmm. DNA by Crockett. Mm -hmm. It was everything that we did here in this California under the Crockett brand or DNA by Crockett under the Crockett brand, you know, and it wasn't DNA genetics. So there was a difference between there and here, feminized and regular, you know, because everything Crockett did was 95% regular seeds. And DNA by Crockett was also regular seeds. You know, sometimes there could be some fems, but it was the majority of regular seeds. Um, you know, that all started when I think, uh, you know, we started being out here more full time and not just coming out here and having a place. Um, and yeah, we would, we would go to the cups together. Crockett and I, uh, he said he first met you. He was on a flight and met a, a famous guy writing a book. And that guy was coming to see you guys. And he said, this is, I, I was listening to Crockett talk about this. And he was saying that then he was like, can I tag along? And he made the introduction to you guys. Yeah. He was like, I met this guy Crockett who's yep. got these old strings, Ranger and whatever, you know, and you know, you should meet him. He's a really nice guy. And I and I didn't spend too much time with, with Crockett back then. You know, I, I said, hey, there was, you know, busy time, cannabis cup, you know, a lot of people are coming in and out of the door, you know, Dave, Dave Crockett, he, he was, he's a very quiet dude, if you don't know him, mm -hmm. you know, he'd be, and he was he's still that quiet dude. And like, I love that him and his family, like they're, they are like true family, you know? Um, How'd you know though that he'd be the one you'd work with out of all the different Mendo growers and connections you have? That he like said, he said he was like, so there's a San Francisco Cup, and I was doing some stuff with Steep Hill, right? Mm -hmm. And this is before Crockett Family Farms. He's like, hey, I have something I want to, I want to bring you. You know, I go, all right, I'm gonna be up in San Francisco. Let's link up, and he brings it to me, and I go. Holy shit, this is 1995. You know? He goes, yeah, you can have the cut, too. And he's like this. And I go, wow. I go, this is 1995. This takes me back. And so I send a little nug. I walk over to our, like, the little table where we're selling some shirts and shit. And I hand it to my buddy Sergio who was with us in 95, like I was a bicycle messenger in 1995 in downtown Los Angeles also. And uh, I love riding a bicycle, still do to this day. Um, in 95, there was a strain called Tangerine Dream. That was out. It was not the Barney's Tangerine Dream. It was Tangerine Dream. It was a cut that was going around. Orange, like super, super fire, like just like, all the wow factor you need, right? And so Dave hands this over to me. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. You know? And then we started growing it, you know? And Dave was growing it, and I was gathering it up from Dave, and I had the 
resources to push it different places. And we started pushing it, you know, we started making concentrates from it, started growing it for concentrates. And that's when like the wax was big, was starting, you know, it'd be a whole BHO thing. And bro, that shit was the most loudest, stinkiest fucking shit on the market. Nobody could touch it. And it was killing everybody. It was just crushing and crushing and all my, it was going to all like, all different people and then like like and then there was an opportunity for for croc and i to become for croc and us to be partners on a greenhouse project that we had up up in central california you know and i was like yeah let's fucking do it and then fresh frozen then you started seeing like was that with loud pack yeah you then you started seeing companies like loud pack and uh you know, uh, fresh off the bud and mm-hmm. all these other companies that were just getting material moxies of the world, you know, nature's lab, extracts. Nature's lab. these dudes, all, uh, gold coast extracts, exclusive melts. West coast cure. You know, these guys, I watched them all start. I watched them all start. I was there for their start. You know, Tangy was a big part of every one of these dudes. Shit. Tangy was so good that they started ripping off Tangy Terps, saying they were Tangy Terps and putting them in these fucking, in these fucking, the clear, you know? And then they had the, the, the terpene Tangy that came out from the fucking workshop. And then it didn't, sm- it smelled not the same and it sure as hell didn't taste the same. And then they started putting these pens out. They're like Tangy. And I was like, dude, you're my homie, bro. You can't do that shit. And most of them were like, it was like the clear and, 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 uh, um, what are they called? Uh, Baroni? No, Baroni was, they were getting a lot of our stuff from a different location to make the Baroni. And that was fire shit, dude. Yeah. That was fire. I had to that bring that up. Every, that was like, super fire. Yeah. And oh, shout out to my friend, my friend, exclusive extracts, you know, uh, he was, it was Baroni and then him. And he would make like some of the most impressive fucking BHO hash whipped fucking taste so good. Like he was killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. I think they're still growing some of our strains right now. Yep. But like Baroni was an interesting time back then. You know, it was like these are the dudes that are washing with liquid nitrogen and then freeze drying it and then pressing it up into hash. And that shit was dumping, bro. Let me tell you, dude, like. Bring it back. It was a good time. It was yeah. a good time, you know? And you guys had the flavors. You guys are so terpene rich that for extractors, it's a dream. Well, yeah, we grew the strains that we like to grow, you know? Strains that, damn, that's some tasty shit, you know? Like, whoa, that yield, that yields good and it's tasty. And we know it yields in this category, you know? Uh, you know, water hash is a little bit different from nitrogen hash. You know, you don't yield as much. You know, um, nitrogen hash, you yield a little bit more BHO. You yield good. You strip, you strip the plant, you know, you want something that's loud and, you know, we just had those loud varieties, you know, and when Tangy was running played out, we did, uh, strawberry banana. Phenomenal strain. That strain mm. took over the market, bro. Still to this day, an extractor's dream for solventless. 
for crushing it too yeah. right all, now. All, all, all solvent, all, solventless, everything. Yeah, not the greatest indoor plant to grow, but like quality fucking weed. Uh, not you know like we grew terps, the shit out of it. The terps are phenomenal. You mm-hmm. know, it yields. It, I mean, it's a good strain. It's it has those things. Crockett Family Farms and then Guru. Those are the dudes behind that. It I has mean, potency, a lot of potency behind that flavor. It's high in THC. Mm-hmm. It's just, you try growing that right now in this day and age, people don't want it. For hash rosin, it sells, I promise you. Yeah, I guess you, could grow, it for, you could grow it for hash rosin, but then again, is it, is it you know? You box it, yourself in a little is bit. Is it worth the buck? Oh, you got you to gotta think legal market, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got to cover your nut at your grow. Your overhead, like it's got to, everything's got to make sense. And if it doesn't yield that much, just because it has high in THC and a good turf profile, you're probably not going to want to grow it because then you you need to have more of a yield. You underplayed that spot that you have at Loud Pack. That's one of the largest grow facilities in all of California, right? No, not at all. I oh, really? I don't, I don't. We don't. We don't have any affiliation with those dudes anymore. Okay. Uh, that's a huge facility. I didn't. Yeah, I thought that. We, okay. Yeah, we were growing some weed there. It burned down, and there's some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, indoor outdoor though high tech spot look like. It, you know, it was. It, it, I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely a high quality. But the struggles of starting fresh from a brand new greenhouse facility and being pushed by a corporate entity on do what they say is not the easiest, and then trying to fulfill dreams of other dudes who aren't sure what they want. And then it's like, this is the way we're going to do it. No, we want to start now. We need to acquire this from over there. I was like, these are your problem. Like the problems you're going to occur, occur are bugs, pests, pathogens, disease. If you buy clones from a nursery, mm-hmm. it's, you just got to know that. And, and if you're not ready, your facility is not ready and you're still working on your facility, it's not ready. So you're still going to have to deal with people coming in and out. It's not going to be clean, clean, cleansed. It's, they want to bring plants in it wasn't before easy. people it are wasn't finished easy working. And we had a difference of yeah, opinions yeah. and that relationship ended. But as far as like Loud Pack, the hash product, like, yeah, we were there day one. Mm-hmm. You know, the homie, uh, the homie was also there day one. He's not with Loud Pack anymore. Um yeah, that was I'm all. Just, that was all our shit from our greenhouse. Well, and I remember just going to Green Wolf, and you guys had such dope shit on the shelves at Green Wolf. Man, we used to be able to go, there and you guys just were so represented, so heavy. I mean, yeah, still I mean, phenomenal we had, flavors. We had flowers. We had uh, the water hash. I mean, not the water. We had flowers. We had baroni. We had all the shit. You know what we do with the loud packs who buy it. You know the fucking nature's lab who buy it who buy the flowers to make, you know, to, that's their job, right? They, all these dudes do is make hash, right? So they need to buy, they don't grow. They need to buy fresh frozen. Not everybody's making, is doing fresh frozen. Quality. You know, I yeah. was, I was like, fuck it. For us, it was like, we could do fresh frozen. Then we don't have to have people, mo- we, we can have a little bit of weed, you know, and then we don't have to have so many trimmers molesting your fucking herb. Cause that's, that's a huge one, right? You know, like, you don't throw it in a trim machine, right? Because then it beats the shit out of your weed. You don't want people's hands all over it. You know, you don't throw it like you try to touch it as least as possible. You cut that motherfucker down and you hang it. 
and you pluck it before you hang it down, before you cut it down, leave the sugar leaves, fucking hang that motherfucker for your 10, you know, 10 to 14 days, seven to 10 days, seven to 14 days, Mm -hmm. depending on your environment. And then, uh, and then trim it, but trim it by the fucking stem, you know? And most of those leaves would just flake off. You might have a little bit of crow's feet, which is like a little bit of stem and a half a leaf. But like, I'd rather have that than fucking someone's hand knocking off all the resin, breaking, you know, like use your fucking scissors. Rounding everything off. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah, You you know? Oh, I mean, nightmare. Yeah. Like. If you you, know, so if I, a discussion that always comes up and I know you guys have worked with enough extractors, we just named damn near half of California's best ones. Does outdoor and greenhouse make better extraction than indoor? Or is it like what people always want to debate this, you know, and I, I we've I'm an indoor grower. We've always seen indoor, but then we've smoked a lot of greenhouse and depth and outdoor resin. It, it, it does. And, it does make a difference. OK. Uh, color. Uh obviously because like a depth for instance is opened up to the elements during the day mm-hmm. and dust is flying and hitting the hitting it and blending in with the trichome is something it's, it's hard to get out. Right. It's, it, it also maturity of the plant aging of the plant. Um, don't get me wrong. I've seen greenhouse. That's fire that people have based their whole companies around. Mm-hmm. You know, I've also seen indoor that has been all baroni that is super fire, all exclusive extracts that has been fire. You know, um, sometimes, you know, green wolf fire, you know, like I'm not loud pack, excuse yeah. me, you know, like, you know, nature's lab. I mean, these are, it just depends on the, yeah, I mean, who's like, growing it. It's, it's growing. It's, it's how it's grown. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's how it's flushed also because you don't want to have a, Nasty taste. It's uh, fertilizers. Also, I think fertilizer has a huge, huge role. I mean, sometimes like you can use a great fertilizer and then you use a flushing agent to flush out that fertilizer. And then you have to flush out that agent <laughs> that you can't maybe not flush out or, you know, it strips something or I don't know, like, you know, I. But you believe in flush flower because there's a uh, whole debate uh, and we always the, say all white from ashes the, from the. Top down, how you guys grow? What do you guys use? Uh, well, right now at our grow in Oakland, we're in Groden, and those guys love us. You know, we're we keep our place pretty spotless. Um, there's been trials and tribulations, obviously, to having any grow. It's a uh, living plant. People always yeah, forget that you have living a living plant, thing. environmental issues. You know, uh, you know, you always have to deal with that. You know. Um, so we've we've gone through, but the place is doing good. Our 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 guy dreads at dread smokes weed on Instagram uh, runs the show over there. He's he's handling with our crew. T free. Uh, we got uh, what's his name over there. We got Connor, you know, uh, Terrence and Tim, Big Tim. They, those guys are running the show over there. Um, they're doing an incredible job. Uh, we do use uh, Athena Pro. We're on salts. Uh, we are about flushing. You know, we want good white, you know, night or white ash. I don't know if that's necessarily to do with flushing. I think it might also do with cured properly mm-hmm. weed. Um, smokable weed, you know. Uh, 
I love Mills. I always love Mills. I mean, like two fifteen days was all Mills nutrients. All that weed, all the Loud Pack, by Loud Pack DNA, fucking Crockett. Uh, that shit was all ran on Mills nutrients. Great uh, product. Mills pays the bills. Mills, pay, Mills right? paid the bills for years. There you, know? you go. To the point, you know, like. But big shout out Athena. They're one of the sponsors of the podcast, yeah, and the, and they rock with us they hard, works. and we rock with them. That great company. Yeah, we use that. We use their salt line, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I love their IPM. We we play with their stuff, and they're you know like we've battled. You know, we've had our ups and downs. We've gotten dirty. You know, like knock, knock on fucking something. Like, yeah, we don't have any aphids right now. We are testing every two weeks for hop latent viroids. Uh, we are killing off genetics. I mean, a lot of shit that's out there is contaminated shit. And then you have duds and you don't know when. And a lot of people don't understand like that plant that has small little leaves is, uh, is, is hop latent virus, right? And you take cuttings of that and you, you're spreading it to every other plant. You know, if there another plant's touching it, you can, you can pass that stuff, you know? So like, this is new in the industry too. It's new, this but is we've new. known about this yeah. for years and years. Cause we were like, look at that dud. Mm-hmm. What's up with that sm- small leaf syndrome? It's a lowers cut. Right? It was like, look, it mm-hmm. wasn't a lowers cut. It was just a cut that like, was like, why is it growing? Why is it growing kind of like, weird you know like uh it's it's not growing up and the leaves are smaller and look at the one next to it it's like it's got big leaves like oh well, let's kill that you know mm-hmm. let's kill it and that's what we would do and it was there were duds or small leaf syndrome and to this day i can walk into it grows and i'll be like dude like that's like you need a test I mean, the test is like, what, 35 bucks maybe? Yeah. You know, 25, 35 bucks for a hop latent viroid test. And you can find out. And like. Companies like Steep Hill. Steep Hill. There's mm-hmm. there's other companies that also yeah. do it. You know, uh, I think. Um, fuck, but, but it's uh, more common. You're saying it's Genomics, very I think common. they do it, you know. Yeah. Also. But it's. it's SE Labs. It's as common as like a fucking spider mite. Right Which now. is in probably one out of every five to six gardens. Yeah, I mean, not like not a russet mite, just like a regular spider mite. Mm-hmm. Like you might you might not see shit, you know, from passing if genetics. You stop, if you stop spreading, if you stop spraying, stop your IPM program, you're going to have a problem. You know, it's just farming one on one. I would like so like I, I you know like yeah Athena Pro. We have we hand trim our weed. Uh, and the, we're growing two varieties right now. We're going, I think we're growing DNA cake and, and Baker's delight out of our shop. And then, uh, yeah, that's being sold. It's, uh, we're bulking it out pretty much, you know, where can people go to get that? Uh, is there a shop specific? No, not really. Shop. Okay. Specific. <laughs> I can't even say the fucking word right now. Good herb. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even tell you what shops have it right now. No worries, but look out for it. Yeah. You know, uh, we have, um, we're going to be like throwing in some new varieties, obviously, but like, you know, we try to keep our mother room tight, you know, we just killed a lot of what we had in the library, uh, at, at the location because of viroid, bro. I mean, like, is this in, if it goes, is this in tissue culture? Yes. Who has it in tissue culture? Okay. All right. Kill it. 
because I know those cuts that he has were from years and years ago. Kill it. Kill the, you know, we can get those back from him. Right. And then like, do we really want this? You know, no, let's just kill it. You know, like, do we need it? No, kill it. And and you just got to do that. And like, you know, uh, Dred's in a seed cracking mood. So like, he's like, I'm on a mission, bro. I'm going to go through some seeds. And I was like, all right. And we have like a stockpile of seeds, you know, to go through. So like, we're going to go through some seeds and hopefully bring back some old shit or some new shit that doesn't have a name. You know, it's going to be new. That doesn't have a name. Bro. Any big collabs on the way? I know you guys have some, you through the years, you guys have had some of the biggest collabs Mm. I've ever seen. I mean, you guys have been a bit on that, you know, nothing right on the cusp of anything Mm. right now. Like that, you know, we did a collab right with uh, the most recent collab was with Earl Hill and our, our, our basically our pens. Um, They're live, live resin pens that are live resin, no, no cut, no fake terps, no nothing. And it's fucking miss DNA. That's pretty much in the, is it miss DNA? Which is kosher, kush strawberry banana. Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. I think it's great. Great cross man, by the way. I think it's miss DNA that's in there. Pretty sure. I'm, Ex- I'm not, but it's like, yeah, super. I mean, it's, it's what it is, right? It's straight live resin in the pen, right? And if you're someone who need who needs that pen on just like me, like I'm on a I'm on a fucking vacation, like a, with my wife and kids, and I don't smoke weed in front of my kids. I'm a I'm a good father, you know. I don't do that type of shit. I I have a pen and I hide, and I take it. I take a puff, and I'm not stinking up near the place, you know. Those are real. They're fire. They're real. They're good pens. You know, half gram, you know, uh, throw away when you're done or, the, or when you're finished with the battery. Um, but good fucking, good quality fucking pen. Oh, yeah. People underestimate how dope it is to have a good live resin pen or quality. Because, like, anytime we're driving, I mean, I'm grabbing one, I'm grabbing two, I'm grabbing, you know, and if, cause it's not cool to always be blowing down a huge joint while you're driving or while you're doing things that you probably shouldn't be to. doing. Right. It is. It's hard not to and stinking up your whole fucking car for days upon days, unless you want to have the window down. And then you, even then your car's still stinking up the traffic. You're stinking up, you know, and you're just a potential issue, man. It's a potential of you having a big problem, especially if you're really doing this, God forbid you got some seeds on you. I'll be like, officer, bro. Mm. (laughs) Thankfully, the smell of weed is not enough to give you a search warrant. You know? And just because I have my car smells like weed doesn't mean I was smoking and driving. You know? (laughs) You got your shades on? (laughs) With the tie-dye, the Earl Hill hat. I don't know about the tie-dye. No, I don't know about But that'd be... No, but that's, I love it. And I, big shout out Earl Hill. They've been crushing it since the 215 days, man. Oh, yeah, we used dude. to be able to go to events and buy their their resins. And it, I miss those days, man. I really do. And I, you guys were so heavily represented. Exclusive melts down here in SoCal I used to rep you guys so hard. I used to miss DNA was like infamous jar that they used the, to put the out. The black jar with the gold writing. That's, that's my homie, you know, like we're homies and like, He's like, yeah, send me pictures, you know? And I'm like, 
that's cool, dude. You know, like mm-hmm. I miss those days. I mean, those, you know, those, those are great days, you know, like to watch people bloom and fur- flourish. And then, you know, to be able to uh, move the cannabis that you're smoking with yourself, you know, and you helped and your like, company helped birth so many people's. Yeah. It, it was cool. You know, and, and like shout out to those co- companies cause they helped our company, you know, BDB and the marketplace, you know? Yep. And so like, it, it was cool. Everybody helped each other. Like, you know, green wolf was a lot of DNA, you know, Oz, we a lot of DNA, you know, uh, the weed studio city, a lot of DNA, you know, like these are my homies, you know, cookie shops weren't cookie shops back then, you know, and they had DNA, you know, so it's like, it's just different. And then like, you know, as a company, we couldn't come out as DNA, you know, with DNA, like this is, this yeah. is mine, you know, rather than this is green wolf jar labeled as DNA, you know, no, this is mine, you know, like, I couldn't do that legally, so we didn't do it, you know? Um, you represented, though. People know. People know who, who what yeah. strain that is and the yeah, smoke. Yeah, like, it, it, was, it was a great time. It was a cup after cup. Homie after hoping women winning cups with our shit. When cups meant cups, too. When you had high time, you guys were winning high times cups when high times cups were like, you know, we, we came up like, God, it'd be nice to win one of those. Now it doesn't mean the same thing. We all know that. It's changed a lot. Right. I mean, to, to us, it meant a whole lot winning high times cannabis cups. Just, just coming up in the very beginning is we didn't have the, we don't have deep pockets. We didn't have to buy, we can't buy judges passes. You know, I can't buy the, the fucking dude off. And my weed has to speak for itself, you know? And that's the way, and we never advertised with high times for like multiple years, you know, like maybe a year or two after we had the shop, then we started advertising. Because we were like, if we do good and we win, they got to write about us all year round long, bro. You know? And, you know, and then we had to support them because they were writing, they were writing about us, you know, and, and, and we were DNA and we were winning their cups. And if it wasn't for them, we were, there would be no DNA, you know, because it would, it would be Gypsy Nirvana who lasted, you know, a couple of years later after we were there, you know? So like. Those were like, those are some golden days for us. You know, the fact that we rolled around Amsterdam and like shit on everybody's weed that we're growing and made it good for everybody that grew good weed to get more money and have a higher price. That was us, you know, that was us. And this other dude, Finns, right. Who sold, who sold super silver hash, you know, super silver weed, excuse me. You know, it was like this weed is, you know, going for this much money. This always going for more money. I mean, you can actually survive, you know? And, uh, yeah. So that we, you know, kept raising the bar and like, I don't even know. I, Amsterdam would be probably super expensive right now. You know, I don't even know. Like, but like, you, you know, you have Cali weed being shipped over to Amsterdam or coming from somewhere else, some Spain, you know, and they say, Oh, this is Cali weed. And then it's for ridiculous amounts of money in, in, in the coffee shops there. So like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really a, uh, it's different, you know. And, yeah, Amsterdam was great. I loved riding my bicycle, you know, it's riding the bike, my bike. Bike capital there. Yeah, dude, bike capital of the world, bro. Ride your bicycle, you know. Close your mouth or grow a long mustache in the summer because you don't want to swallow bugs. <laughs> and like, personally, I was riding from 
from house to house to house to house to house, you know? And you ride all over the city and it, it rain. You have to have your rain gear. You put on your rain gear, get to the house, fucking do your fucking work. Okay, finish. Finish your work. Go to the next house, you know? Do your fucking work. Finish, you know? Go to your next house, finish the work. All right. You know, hey, don't forget to water the plants in the morning, you know? Like, and then your homie's got, you know, someone who you're paying their rent is watering their plants. And like, you know, we had people like that. You're paying for them to live, you know, and then they got to pay for whatever they put in, you know, food and shit. But like, you just got to take care of these plants. And we, you know, we had those, you know, and, and like, uh, you know, we're just like every other grow. We had to deal with floods, bro. F- floods and fucking police. Okay. We had a dude living and he had water and we're like, we get a phone call. Hey bro, it's kind of leaking in my house. Oh shit. Lucky you got that call, right? Hey Ryan, what the fuck you doing, bro? Why don't you fucking go, go back to your, like you just shut the fucking water off, you know? What, 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 what am I going to say? I was like, you're going to say the fucking toilet fucking toilet fucking, what do you call it? Uh, tube, whatever, you know, line. Yeah, yeah something bro, burst. Right. Yeah. Or you overflow the toilet and you're really sorry. Okay. And then you're all good. Okay. And then you like, then we had another place that was on the right above a shop. Right. And we knew the homeboy that was in the shop and we fucking, our buddy fucking flooded the shop, right? He had to go take a shit. So he walked upstairs to the part that had the bathroom. He took a shit and then he got a phone call. He forgot about him watering. Right. Uh, And we get a phone call from like a homie, like, dude, like the shop is flooding and the fucking shop's flooding. And it was, we didn't get busted. They knock on wood, right? Well, the next time they were working on that shop and a pipe burst, one of their pipes, right? Why they were closed. The fire department sees this and they're like, sees the water coming out of the shop. They're like, oh, we got to break in. We got to get in. Motion. And then like, you know, second floor and the, the first floor and the second floor are like, you can't tell the difference, right? So they fucking seen a window that was cracked. And they were like, oh, we're going in through that window instead of breaking the glass of the shop. And they rolled into like fucking 40 Lamper. You know? And they're like, Damn. oh. And that was right across from the dampering, dampering coffee wow. shop. And they're throwing out plants, right? And everybody at the dampering, here's the dampering, right? And this is like shopping street. And here's us on the shopping street, like, you know, building. And they're just throwing out plants. Everyone's sitting there watching, Everybody's smoking watching a this, joint. This is how Amsterdam <laughs> is, you know, and fucking like places like fucking. And then we had a place that like the neighbor complained about the smell, right? And fucking, we have exhaust fans, right? And filters. And so like they were complaining about the weed that was, we harvested and they were complaining about that, like that trimming smell, right? And so fucking like, we're like, fuck. And then so like our neighbor below us smokes weed and not a clean person and doing blow and whatever. Like, so the fuck, like we were above him. Right. And so like we're sucking up air, we're sucking up all this stuff. And the fucking cops come into the building, their fucking dog. And like, we're here, you know, we know there's a grow. We know there's a girl and they fucking dog stops at his door and is barking. And they fucking go in his place and fucking like, oh, it smells like weed and this fool's got blow and he gets busted. 
and they'll fucking go upstairs. Where's the grow? There's no grow. Where's the? And the dog's <laughs> going upstairs, and they're not smelling any fucking weed. It's because the weed is getting all sucked in from the fucking extraction, right? So you fucking the dog. <laughs> we already got dog fooled, bro. He don't smell no weed. All air is coming in from the fucking from the hallway, and the fucking they fucking ba- the cops bounce with homeboy. We get fucking. Damn, Holy he's like, hey, bro, I just wow. got released out of jail. The cops were here and they fucking big shout out can were, fan. Yeah, did they thought the fucking they were here for your fucking bro. You know, <laughs> the neighbor called when he got out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Damn. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that sucked for him. That was a rough one. Then, did you ever have uh did you ever we, we have a we interviewed karma. Did you uh, out there in in Amsterdam? And we he his work's crazy as hell too. He's been working for a long time out yeah. there. There's so many legends out there. It's it's awesome that you guys were able to do so much work out there amongst all these other guys and see it all. Like you literally immersed yourself in the mecca of mecca. Like you came from here and then you went there and then now you're back here and you're able to see how crazy it is in this wreck market. And now we can't even have smoke lounges and we're trying to figure out how you know. A lot of the it's what to do, you know. We Don and I find ourselves we're at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we walk the walk, we talk the talk, we we put out great weed, not just seeds. We put out the weed of the seeds. So when you came to Amsterdam and you came into the shop, hey, I want to buy these. We're like, no, bro, why don't you go smoke the weed? Maybe there's something else you want to buy. You know, maybe there's something else like, you know, here, well, where should we go? go? Go to the gray area. They got a bunch of our stuff. And, uh, yeah, fucking. That's, you that's know, a, that's how it was. It was combination. Spread, you know, like smoke the weed, then come back and buy it. And then like. They come back for more. And then, you know, they, people would come back. And then we were like a little hangout of places. Because I would smoke people out that were coming to buy seeds. We had people from like. Like we laugh because like a lot of times it was like Don and myself in the shop, you know, or one of our wives. Wow. You know, and we like one of my buddies met my wife before he met me. Dave met my wife before he met me, you know, so like we were, we would kick, let's kick back, let's smoke. Yo, you want you want a ball here, bro? You want to fucking want to smoke some hash? You know, <laughs> we had dudes fucking pull whiteies on us, you know, because they get off the fucking plane and they're so pumped, they're so happy to be in Amsterdam, and they come directly, no sleep, and they come to your shop, and you're like, hey, bro, you want to hit with some hash, some dry sieve? Sure. And then they cough for a minute, and then they go outside, and they're like. Like sit down on the fucking floor of the street and you're like, bro, you need a Coca-Cola or something, <laughs> you know? And like, we, 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 we did this party called the hot box party. Right. And at the cannabis cup, the year the cannabis cup got raided, we were going to do the Dabathon, right. Where we had, we had our partners in Colorado. We had a bunch of BHO, bunch of BHO. Right. And we were going to fucking be like, yo, everybody line up, take a dab, come back. 
until the line keeps going smaller and smaller until there's man standing, right? And we had Coca-Cola, stacks of Coca-Cola. For fools that are going to get too high and need a sugar blast, you know? And we couldn't do it because fucking the police. And that was the year the whole fucking cannabis cop got raided. And like, Damn. you know, we stashed weed. And While you were there, it's going down. Oh, and yeah. Like we were locked. Our, our booth was fucking, was fucking locked. Wow. Cops were in our booth, you know, and they were watching us and, you know, they looked through our trash cans for weed. They fucking, you know, all our weed got, you know, taken out, thankfully, but like, folks got, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like tax man, making sure you're up to your tax code and make sure you have, you know, your business license and everything. And yeah, it was, it wasn't fun. Hasn't I know. changed too much. Crazy. Now they're doing that again. Two, yeah. de- two they, decades, man. Yeah. Yeah, n- now they're doing it again. They're <laughs> yeah. raiding perfectly legal shops yeah. that are trying to pay their taxes. Yeah. You know, and then they're raiding them and stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from their shops and some weed, you know, not cutting anything down and walking out like nothing happened. Yep. And yeah. say, continue as you go. Just keep going. Here you go. Fill up your shop again. You know, it sucks for you guys. You had so much money on site. And then what are they doing? They're also fucking, they're fucking pulling over armored truck services, Brinks. Right? For cannabis, for, for cannabis. dispensaries. For dispensaries. Yeah. And taking the money. You know, it. cannabis or, or dispensaries. No, not only that, like you, some distributors, mm. you know, some companies have to have Brinks trucks pick up because some companies have banking, credit union. You know, some type of, not everybody, but some have banking and you need to have a service, pick up the money, sort it, and then deposit, right? That's how it works. Not, not your homie Sam, right? <laughs> Picking up your, your, your collections and, you know, it doesn't, it, sometimes it doesn't work like that. And like that truck is getting pulled over after it leaves someplace and they're like, oh yeah, we're taking your money. Crazy, wow. you know, and like, how are you supposed to be like? You pay all the fucking taxes, yeah. You know, you get taxed. You know, have the overhead of your grow and the rent that's extremely fucking high. Pay your fucking your employees so they can be eat in this expensive ass time. You know, I mean, it's not easy. Definitely not. Hell no, it's it's changed so much and. Now it's about just getting the right genetics in your garden. And, and like you said, the staples of cultivation. Where can they find DNA genetic seeds? Is there online seed banks? Well, I mean, all you know, the attitude seed banks of the yeah. world, the word, the world, uh, you know, um, most European seed banks carry a lot of our stuff. Uh, you, you can find some stuff with Harambe, Harambe collection. Uh, not a lot, but just some limited stuff. So attitude's probably the big spot. Yeah. Which is dope. That's owned by women, run by women. Uh really cool C Bank. Yeah, we've watched dope. uh we've watched her yeah. start when it wasn't hers. You know, we were we were friends with the dude that owned it before. He was a wild man. I mean to the point where he'd bring like he had a motorcycle, a dirt bike, right? And he brought it to the canvas cup. And we're like, yo, let us ride it, homie. And he's sure. Right? And it's like, you know, 250, like, bah! some bubble man was on it. 
and fucking like the fucking Dutch police saw him ripping. And we this is in a circle, right? And pulled up right behind him. It was like, get off the bike. Da, da, da. We're like, whoa, bro, settle down. What are you doing? License? And we're like, no, dude. We just pulled it off the truck. We want to make sure it runs. We're putting it into the show. You know, and we like it was a pain in the ass, but we got we got it. I mean, like, look, in our business, if you haven't dealt with the police, you, you're very lucky. You know, very rare. Yeah, very true. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, we've all had to deal with the police, you know. Yeah. Any last closing words? We'll close it out. Any advice to a young grower? To a young grower, don't overwater your plant. Uh, definitely be there for your plant. You know, make love that plant so it loves you back. Um, go online. You can learn everything online. Pick one person online or, you know, one spot to, to learn from. Don't pick 10 different things. And if you're a, a flourishing grower that's getting in, like, you know, starting to really start growing and you're listening to, you know, try to listen to one person rather than 10 different people because they all grow differently. And if you smoke all their weed, it's if they were all growing the same strain, it'd be different 10 times. So just, just, uh, yeah, you know, slow and steady and be there for your plant. Don't over, uh, overwater, don't underwater. Don't like water such a little bit that your plant wilts, you know, Fill your pots if you're in in a, in a in a soilless or soil medium. Fill your pots if you're in Rockwell. You're already pretty experienced, so you know when you know you need to water. Um, but like uh, if they're kind of light, time to water your plant. Maybe the next day. Oh you know? yeah, you already know, man. Water those plants. Well, shit, man. Wrapping up DNA Genetics episode forty-two. It's first smoke of the day. Pack on black your leaf for real. DNA. Thank yep. you, bro. What's up? I want to take a second to talk about Grow Generation, the largest hydroponic retailer in the country, over 60 stores nationwide. Go to growgeneration.com and enter in the code first smoke. Become a part of the family. Let's go where the pros go to grow. Hey, calling all breeders and growers to the world's largest online seed bank, neptuneseedbank.com. Check out this. I got goodies from all the best breeders in the market. To go here and change your game in your garden, go to NeptuneSeedBank.com. You can get Blackleaf and you can get all the best breeders in the game. NeptuneSeedBank.com, first smoke of the day sent you. Let's talk about Athena, one of the number one nutrient companies in the world, Athena Nutrients. Blackleaf, tell them how you use IPM in your garden. Athena IPM, one of the best products out right now for IPM management. This product passed testing for legal facilities and is what is what I use in my garden. Blackleaf approved Athena IPM. This product and all other products, athenaag.com. Go check them out. Appreciate you guys. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter and see if you could rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf.
We're here holding Power SI, and we want to talk a little bit about what this can do for your garden. It's a game-changing product I use in my garden. Foliar, res feeds. I recommend it to all growers. This is a game changer. Go to Power SI and enter in the code First Smoke to get a discount. Yo, we're right here at TLC Collective, home of the Jungle Boys, where they've been playing with fire since 2006, right here in Los Angeles, California. It's at Jungle Boys on all social media, jungleboys.com. And if you want to see for yourself, come right here to TLC Collective, man. Let's check it out.